Welcome to the IT Career Guy Coaching Show. I'm Daryl Wilkerson, and today's show is the beginning of a series called Skills of an Effective IT Manager. This is skill number one, organization. If you would like to learn more about these highly sought-after skills that will increase your value, leading to promotions, new jobs, or new opportunities, visit my website at itcareerguy.com. Currently, I am working on courses that I will be offering on my website for those who want to get an in-depth training on these lessons that I'm teaching on these podcasts. Now, these podcast shows are an overview of these skills to give everybody an idea of what it's like to work in IT, to lead, to get started. But the courses I'm going to be offering are going to go into detail on each one of these skills to help you become a better technology professional. My goal is to help you maximize your career, maximize your earnings, maximize your potential. So let's get started with skill number one, organization. Now, as an IT manager, and yes, management is a necessary skill. I know everybody likes to use leader all the time, but you need to be able to manage as an IT manager, you need to be able to manage four things. People, projects, teams, and budgets. Now, there's a lot of other stuff that goes in there, like vendor management and change management and all this other stuff. But those are the basics, okay? And today, we're going to talk about people, organizing people. I've had some very unique experiences in my career about organizing people, and today's use case is going to be a big one. Okay, it's about a reorganization of an entire IT department. Now, there's a couple of reasons why you'd want to do this. To reorganize an entire department is a major undertaking. It's a major disruption to business, to productivity. In fact, it can be so disruptive, you could even lose people if not done correctly, and if not done for the right reasons. So don't go reorganizing just because you think you have some great new idea, new plan. I want to modernize IT and change everything up, move all the pieces around. Don't. You got to have a, an extremely good reason to go through a total reorg of an IT department. And I've only really come across two, mergers and acquisitions, and those IT departments that have just stayed stagnant for so long have failed to make those minor adjustments over time, and now they are so far behind, they no longer add value to an organization. They become this bureaucracy that can't get anything done. Now, those are the only two really good examples of performing a reorg. Because remember, no matter what purpose or what reason you're doing the reorganization, it's going to cause disruption. It's going to get in the way of serving the business. So I'm going to break this down for you in the steps to reorganizing an IT department. And step number one is keep the business in mind. All right, you're doing this for the business. And what we did, I'm going to set the stage for you. So I was tasked to be the leader of this team of leaders to perform this reorg. And so we got together, we created a document. That document outlined everything we needed to accomplish and why. It had to state the value the IT department would bring to the business once we were done. We had a name for the document. It was the CIO had to take this document. He had to bless it. He had a lot of input on it, but he had to take that to the CEO 
and then present it to all the other executives and say, this is what we're doing and why. So we named this document Organizing IT for Value. Okay, that's all, that always gets the executive's attention, but it also speaks to our true intentions of why we're doing this. Now, this was during a merger of two organizations, two large organizations coming together. So the leaders from both sides had to come together and perform this reorg. Now, step number two, line out the rules of the road. We created a decision matrix that outlined the logic for how we were going to achieve our goals. That's the rules of the road. All right, you've got to have a formal decision-making process that everybody agrees on. We are changing people's lives here when we do a reorg. We're moving people around. We might be changing managers for some people, coworkers for others. You have to be able to justify and make sure that you get everyone's input and that you're doing the right thing. So create a decision matrix that we call the rules of the road. Everybody has to agree on this decision matrix. It's the logic that you line out on how you're going to make the decisions on where you're going to put people, how many people you're going to put in what group, and what groups you're going to create. So step number three, identify all the jobs needed by the department according to the services the CIO wanted to provide to the business. That's what we did, okay? We took the CIO, okay, what are your plans? What are your, what's your vision for the, what we're going to do for the business? And so we, from that, we determined what jobs were needed, what teams, what types of roles. They were some of the most basic positions you see in every IT department, but there are also some special positions such as a business relationship management team, an enterprise architect team, a finance position with a couple of clerks to help the finance manager. Step number four, determine how many people are needed in each role or in each team, okay? What's it going to take to get the job done? Look back in the history. How much work from each of these teams, working separately, that's why it takes both sides to really come together and work together. How well were you getting the job done? Not just were you getting it done, how well were you getting it done? Were you doing the right things? Were you just going out there and slapping stuff up just so you can keep the business moving, creating a whole lot of technical debt behind you? Were you doing them well? If not, what do you need to do the job well? All right, step number five. Decide how you want the organization to work together. You have this department of 200 people. How are they all going to work together as one machine, right? One well-oiled machine. How do you, you're the architect of this engine that's going to run. It's going to produce power. It's going to produce value. You want it to run as smoothly and as long as you possibly can. You've got to design how you want it all to work together. Now, today's world with IT, there's the new DevOps methodology or philosophy on how to do work. You still got the traditional IT way of doing things, somewhat siloed, but not really, you know, silos are bad, but you definitely have to have separation of duties in a lot of organizations in order to maintain audit and compliance, all this other good stuff to make sure things are actually stable. Or do you need a hybrid environment where you have some DevOps going on while you got the traditional stuff going on to keep things stable, but making changes frequently in an orderly fashion. How do you want to design the way your IT department runs? Step number six, for this process of reorganization, you've got to be able to make changes to what you've decided on in the past. 
All right, so you need to have a way to make changes. Now, IT is no stranger to change management. Just like any other project, you need to have the ability to make changes to your plan. Make sure you have the proper requests for change with proper approvals. Include anyone who is affected by the change. Anyone. Step number seven. To me, this is the final step. And of course, this is a short podcast show here. I'm going over a very complex task. If you stay in the in the IT industry for very long, you're going to be affected one way or the other by a reorganization, if you haven't already, multiple times. But here's the final step in any reorganizational effort. Communicate. Communicate. But don't over-communicate. All right, there's a dichotomy here, right? You hear a lot of this, tell them everything. Let everybody know what's going on. We got to be transparent with everything. Not necessarily. You do want to communicate on the purpose. You want to communicate on the why, right? You want to communicate on the how you're going to do things, on how you're going to make decisions. You're even, sometimes you're going to bring in people selectively to help you make those decisions. But there's times when you're going to have, as a leader, you're going to have to make decisions that are going to impact people's lives and you cannot tell them about it. You've got to have the discernment, the wisdom to know when that is. Again, you're not doing this alone. You have a team of other leaders with you. You can always lean on your CIO. You can always lean on your HR department. But you cannot communicate everything to everybody. You've got to know when and what to communicate. All right, so how did my reorg go? The one that I was tasked to lead for this major, these two major companies coming together of 250 plus IT people, multiple departments, huge application development departments doing different things, two different network teams, two different Unix teams, two different Windows teams, all these different teams coming together. One's has, there's a formal service desk on one side and an informal service desk on the other. These two companies do not line up on how they functionally rent. As a matter of fact, they were the exact opposite of each other. One side was following ISO policies, probably too much to the T, very strict, very rigid, while the other side was very loose, very agile. And they were, basically it was, Wild Wild West. They were doing everything, anything they had to do to get the job done for the business to move it forward. And it, I mean, anything and everything, it was a mess. So we had to bring these two organizations together, put them together, make them work together as one. Now, I'd love to be able to tell you it went great. Now, the reorganization process actually went pretty well. But getting people to work together over time is a much different story and a different show. But by reorganizing the department in a manner that works the best, we'll make sure that things go as smoothly as possible over time. That doesn't mean there won't be any problems because there definitely will be. Matter of fact, we lost a few good people. They just decided that they didn't want to go through this change. The change did not suit them. And so they decided to go on to other opportunities, which was fine. That's some, that happens. You just have to be prepared for it. Do everything you can to mitigate that. You want to keep the best within your organization. But sometimes it just doesn't work out. 
So some things that we did, I mean, well, of course, we, we started off creating this org chart. You know, we, we followed our process, our seven-step process, but we also, through all this, you know, we created this org chart on a whiteboard because we didn't want anything in stone yet. We want to be flexible. We had this big whiteboard, and we drew out the organization on the way that we thought would work the best. All the different teams, no names, not no individuals, just different teams. You got the CIO, the CTO, you get the VPs, the directors, you get all the different teams, you get development teams, you get testing teams, you've got infrastructure teams, you get the service desk, you get all the different support teams. Like I said before, the business relationship management team, the finance team, you get all these different roles lined out here. And then underneath each one of these teams, we started writing out positions. We have to understand how many people do we need to do the job. It's very important. You've got to know what it's going to take to get the job done. So when we uh, run out our org chart with all these teams and all the roles, we have to determine the manpower we need. And how do we do that? We looked back and said, okay, how well were we doing the work, right? Back to that again. How well were we getting the job done? Were we able to get the job done? How many people would it take to get the job done right? So we add in how many people of each role we would need. How many FTEs, right? Full-time employees. Now that we had all that lined out, the different teams, the different roles, now we had to de define all these roles. Very descriptive, very detailed role definitions, what we call job models. Now these job models are basically job descriptions. You take those job descriptions, you make sure that they're extremely well-defined, make sure all the skills and all the responsibilities are included in that job description or job model. Don't worry about HR, job titles, or anything like that yet, all right? Define what you need. You can slap names on them later, and HR will take, trust me, they will help in that, in that scenario with that task so they can recruit the best talent in the future. So you're laying out groundwork on how you're going to run your organization from this point forward for as long as you can possibly make it last. And then once we got all that lined out, we got all the job roles figured out. Now we wanted to understand our people. Now each leader understood the people they've been managing over time, but they're also looking at it very subjectively, right? These are people they worked with. They they sweated blood, sweat and tears, right? They you know, they were in the trenches with these people. So they have a lot of emotion tied up in this. It's impossible for anyone to look at their own people as objective as an outsider. So we swapped roles. The leaders from each organization evaluated the other teams, the other individuals. They went through their, they, they got resumes. They've got their experiences. You know, they detailed it out. And then we interviewed we interviewed every teammate in the IT department, every one of them, managers included. We wanted to understand the skills, the experience, and the personalities of every individual. And we recorded those three things. And then we went back and took all those, that information, and matched them up to roles. Now, you can play some games here with this. We didn't. You know, we put the people's names next to them. But you can actually come up with fictitious names for these people. So you can leave the politicking out of the game. Okay, you do not want to let politics get involved in these decisions. You want to do what's best for the business. But we did not 
make up names or anything like that, but you can do that. It's, it's just a hint. And we lined up all these individuals in the roles that we thought they would best be suited based on the objective review of their talents, skills, experience, and their personalities. And then we had the people look at what we did. You know, we didn't do it all at one time, one big meeting, but we brought in people in small groups to review, tell us what they thought. We didn't put titles on this just yet. Remember that, no titles, just putting people in the groups. Okay, we didn't want anybody to get caught up on titles at all at this point in time. And of course, we got their feedback, their input. What do you think about this person? What do you think about that person? Where do you think about where you might fit into this plan? And we got everybody's feedback. And we compared what the feedback they gave to us to what we created in our own org chart. We saw how they lined up. If there were discrepancies, we would work through those discrepancies as the leaders. If it was too big of a discrepancy, then we would call in the individual employee and discuss it with them. We would already have a decision made. We would share that decision with the employee, got their feedback, and again, like I said, we lost a couple of people through this process, but most people were happy with what we came up with. And in fact, there wasn't that big of a difference between what the employees came up with versus the leaders. In the end, there weren't very many major changes in anybody's responsibilities or what teams they were being a part of, but the teams were built and designed for the way that we wanted to run the IT department that would best suit this new company that was created by this merger. And finally, we got to the titles. There was a lot of back and forth on titles with HR, and this took forever. So we just kind of used, for a while, we used some unofficial titles for everybody. Yeah, you're a senior engineer. You're a you're a system admin. You're, you're this, you're that. And everybody was kind of happy with that for a while with the understanding that HR was going to determine everyone's titles and then what level they all fell into. There's a lot more that goes into this organizing of things. I just wanted to give you an, an example, a real world example that I went through. It was successful for the most part. You know, everything went very smooth and it worked out in the long run. The organization ran very well. People worked together over time. Once we got over the fact that these two teams came together and we changed everybody's lives up, you know, that took some time and some culture change. But the way we designed the organization, it allowed for a smoother transition. So some helpful tips for you when you're going through this process yourself. Get some help, by the way. If you haven't ever done this or if you had bad experiences in the past, Getting someone that has the experience, has gone through this multiple times to help you through the process. It will be money well spent. So here are some of the some of the helpful hints. What does the IT department need to best support the business? Okay, you gotta ask that question. That's your primary objective. How do you want IT or how does IT need to be organized in order to serve the business the best? What skills and experience is needed to do that? That's question number two. Another question you need to ask. You know, there's other things. Do you need a service desk? Can you outsource it? All right, another helpful hint. You know, create job models that are designed to deliver value to the business. All right, everything's got to flow to the business. Clearly define all the necessary teams and roles. Look for opportunities where you can move people laterally into other opportunities that they may desire or moving people up into leadership roles. 
You're now a bigger organization. We didn't lay anyone off through this process, by the way. So there were several opportunities for people to rise up into a leadership role. So identify your future leaders as well through this process. As you're identifying everybody, you never know when opportunity is going to arise. Determine the level of management that is needed. In today's day and age, everybody wants a flat organization. But remember, a single individual can only effectively manage 7 to 10 people. You're stretching pretty thin at 10 people. So if you got one person managing 20 people, you've got a problem. Determine your management hierarchy. What style of IT does the business need? You know, is it going to be an agile or DevOps IT department or is it going to be a hybrid? Is compliance a big deal? Do you need a change management board? These are just some things that you need to think about. Recruiting. This is secondary. But you want to lay the groundwork so you can recruit talent in the future. You don't want old antiquated job descriptions or titles where you can't market to the public when you need talent and personalities. Keep in mind who you're matching up on specific teams. If you know two individuals can't work together, take this opportunity to make a correction. Make this an opportunity to make things better at all levels. Now, I know there's a lot of information here. I just wanted to kind of give you an idea of what it takes to perform a successful reorg. And keep in mind, you really don't want to do this unless you absolutely have to. Mergers and acquisitions and old bureaucracies that just desperately need a makeover. So if you like anything I have to say here, or if you got questions, or even if you disagree with me, reach out to me. Go to my website, itcareerguide.com. Shoot me a message. Remember, I'm going to be creating detailed training courses over these types of skills. So keep an eye out on my website for those postings. Sign up so you'll get notified of when I do post my courses. The value is going to be astronomical. I'm here to help you build your career in IT. I'm here to help you reach your potential. So until next time, live life with a purpose.